Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Welcome into downtown Chicago, into Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons, bringing you back the second episode of Demon Time, here with a few more guests on this week's show from our DePaul women's tennis team, Coach Marissa Arce and player graduate student Maya Perova coming into the studio today to talk a little bit of tennis. We're also joined by my co-host Jack Thiel. Thank you two for coming in, joining us today, and talking a little bit of tennis. Thank you for having us. Of course. So we're going to go ahead and get started right away. Coach Arce, you know, you've had a great career at DePaul so far. It's only been a short amount of time, but you've already made a huge impact. So can you talk a little bit, you know, since you've taken over as head coach, what you philosophized at this program and and what you've been building? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think when I first came in, the most important first step is building the relationships with the girls. Um, That's, you know, a huge part of my coaching philosophy, that once you know them as people, you can really help them on the court. Um, You know, of course, there's tennis things you can teach them that any stranger could teach them, they could see a video of, but to really make an impact, you need to build the relationship. So that was, you know, my first step. And then from there, it's really like what we do all day, every day. If you're disciplined off the court, you're going to be disciplined on the court. Um, and so we talk about, we talk about that a lot, just the choices we make every day, whether it's our attitude, or our energy, or we make our bed, if we brush our teeth, like those are the same people that are, you know, going to make good decisions on the court as well. Um, so that's a huge part of it. And, you know, just recruiting and having the right people on the team that want to do those things. You don't want to have to force them to do it. You want them to want to do it. And you're just helping them along the way, really. Yeah. And you talk about kind of the life philosophies, too, that you bring in. How are you, you know, able to, I guess, connect with the girls to make sure, you know, do they always buy in? Are there harder ones to deal with? Or or are they always, you know, bought into your system? Or is that part of your recruiting? Yeah, I mean, it is a lot part of recruiting. But I mean, I was lucky, like, since I came at DuBois, I inherited, you know, someone else's team. But, you know, for the most part, they all bought in, you know, to what I was selling. Mm So um, it's been a really, you know, easy transition. But then every year it gets better. You know, I think this year we have the best team that we've had, like, people-wise. And really, like, all but one I basically recruited. Um, But the one, (laughs) we love her, and she's, (laughs) you know, she's great. And she'll be here for her extra year next year. So um, really a team, you know, of people that, you know, I would have or did recruit. Yeah, Yeah, and before we get into Maya's career, can we talk a little bit about, you know, just the seasons themselves and and the success that you've had? Obviously the one-year pandemic, so kind of shortened year, but talk about the other, you know, two or three seasons that you had and and the success that you had on the courts. Yeah, I feel like last year was our first, like, full year. So my first year at DePaul, we got cut short in March. We were having a great a great season you know we beat a couple of big 10 teams we beat 
um, Xavier, who has won, you know, the Big East the last two years, we are, you know, looking really good. Um, and then the year following that, we didn't have a fall season, which is important just basically for us, like, like practice matches, like honing our skills and just, you know, getting better. So that competition was hard to not have. We were just practicing all fall, which can be just, like, grueling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we played a full, like, season, but it was weird. We couldn't eat in restaurants. We had to stay in our hotel room alone. So, like, even that season was different. And then last year was the first, like, full year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we, we learn a lot. I learn a lot of how I want to schedule matches. I want to be playing the best teams, you know, in the country. That's how we figure out, you know, what our weaknesses are. We don't, and we still want to play some matches where we're the, you know, better team. And um, you find out other things. You, some people might feel more pressure in those situations. So having a good combo, but especially trying to schedule like those tough matches, we learn a lot of what we need to work on so that we're ready to go for our biggest championships. Absolutely. And for you, Maya, I mean, for you first chose the varsity. Now you're here at the Paul. Your first four years, you're at Wisconsin, Milwaukee. We've seen so many collegiate athletes enter the transfer portal over the years and everyone has their own kind of story can you kind of tell us about your story of transferring here to DePaul yeah of course um well I really enjoyed my time in Milwaukee and was kind of hard decision for me to go to transfer portal but it was uh the first reason was academic I wanted something else for my master's um I graduated with marketing degree and I saw this program here at DePaul, uh, Digital Communication Media Arts, and it's like a good combination of journalism, marketing, communications, and I really got interested in that. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to transfer, I obviously want to try, you know, and get to my best tennis, like, ability where, you know, like, I ever can be. And I really like the program, very successful, uh, like, winning Big East championships and being in the final. And so that sparked me up, obviously. Um, so yeah, I would say here really attracted me like this balance of good academics and the tennis program. Also Chicago, big city, and would like big city. Uh, <laughs> so that was like a perfect formula. And then when I so that's why I I remember I really tried to like doing lots of emails and trying to get in contact. And then I talked to assistant coach um, at the time and Marisa, and I really I really liked Marisa from the call and. Sometimes I could feel I would talk to like other schools and I just didn't really like the coaches. And in Milwaukee, I was very lucky to have like good people around me, have a good coach around me the whole time. So for me, it was also another like a huge aspect um, to have good people around me, like actually like my genuine friends. And mm-hmm. um, because I was like, again, I was just very lucky throughout my whole time. So I really wanted to have this for my last year as well. So I was really looking for like the right people and to have, so we are like on the same page and have the right mindset. So yeah, and DePaul seemed like a right place. So I'm glad I made my choice here. (laughs) Yeah, definitely love the academic aspect of that. I think that's just a very valuable point and a lot of collegiate athletes do look for that. And we talked about your, or I should say your schooling, but what about your tennis skills? How has the program here at DePaul enhanced those with your time here? Yeah, it's actually, and like, you would think, okay, it's like my last year, you know, like, what could be out there, but when I came here, there's like so many changes. Um, First of all, for example, even like small changes on the court, like doubles-wise, we talked about some uh, movement things that we do like near the net, and some things you, I would do like unintentionally, but now like we work on that and I have like more intention about it. I think we also do a great job here with like our weights and conditioning. 
And honestly, before like I was injured, I felt like great, like so good on the court physically. Uh, because again, we do like ride programs at the weight room, trying to be explosive, but like and doing good weights, but not like too much, because that's like good for tennis. And then conditioning, like it's very tough, the things that we do, but we do them all together. And so like we just go through them together. And then in the end, you feel like so much better on the course. You're like, all right, this makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, so that aspect also uh, physically. And then in general, like our team goals and team culture and values like we point out about like we talk about them and we had like meetings on them and um you know each of us have responsibilities on the team and those things also it just like uh makes all of us disciplined and we also like that way help us like to take care of each other and to be like responsible for each other and it also just like boosts up the whole process and success i personally feel so so yeah yeah absolutely and you know, that's kind of a good background into how you both ventured your way to DePaul and, and talking about, you know, the program itself and the programs you guys recently joined as well. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the tennis team, what to look forward to this year and in years to come. Hey, Alan Coulter here. I realize many of you may recognize me as the voice of late-night television, but today, think of me as the voice of reason particularly when it comes to using common sense in regards to emergency preparedness. Look, you already know you should have an emergency disaster kit and a plan for your home and, for that matter, your workplace too. But a plan is only as good as the paper it's written on. That's why practicing your plan can make all the difference in the world in times of an actual emergency. So come on, listen to me, that charming voice of reason. And use common sense in having an emergency disaster kit and plan for your home, your car, and business. Heck, you should even have a plan for your pets. Honest. Learn more at ready.illinois.gov. That's ready.illinois.gov. Remember the dots. Sponsored by the Illinois Emergency Management Agency. Aired in cooperation with the Illinois Broadcasters Association and this station. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Welcome back to Demon Time on January 12th, finishing off our second half of this episode with our DePaul women's tennis team. And Coach Arcee, we're going to get right back into it. You know, we talked a little bit about the present and, you know, the background of where you've come from at DePaul but let's talk deeper background and, you know, the background of you and the whole game of tennis. Mm -hmm. You know, you played a lot um, at Illinois as well, but you've also coached on a variety of levels from assistant, obviously now to head coach. So just talk a little bit about the background that you've experienced and that's helped you prepare to lead our team here at DePaul. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I grew up in the Chicago area, so um, I've always been familiar with, with DePaul. So it's, you know, it's nice to be back here. But yeah, I ended up at the University of Illinois, which um, we were actually 10th out of 11 in the Big Ten when I started there. Um, and so we had we had a task at hand, and I chose Illinois because the girls in the team and the coaches, you know, you could feel that they didn't want to be 10th out of 11. They had, you know, much bigger goals and brand new head coach and, you know, just basically a new program. And so it was an amazing experience because I got to – be part of like our first ranked win the first time we got a ranking you know getting making the NCAA tournament winning a round in the NCAA tournament um so to go from like unranked 10th to 11 
and then be we were a top 20 team when I graduated um third in the Big Ten which you know was a big deal because we had multiple we had Northwestern was number one in the country when I played um but I got to experience all of that and I got to experience coaches like really having an impact on you know us as student athletes and that's you know what I wanted to do and um and so I remember that all those stages that we went through and so when I then went to Oklahoma kind of another around like ranked 30 in the country so like really good players really good coaches to learn from um had both a head coach and assistant that you know just really helped me and didn't just put me on court 12 to play with the number 10 player like a set they actually like had me run individual lessons they had me coaching the number one doubles team and you know gave me real things to do straight out of college so I learned so much like that year at Oklahoma and then I went to Princeton um, for two years as the assistant and you know um, kind of a new program like a head coach had been there for about a year she was less experienced in college tennis she played for two years and then went pro um, and this was her first coaching job so I took over a lot of the like culture cultural side of things um, and built that there was only there for two years and then I became the head coach at IUPUI in Indianapolis and so I was ready to be a head coach like in the sense of like I knew what I had to do but you know you're still kind of thrown into it there's so much more to it than you even realize so had four years there and I think that's the best way to learn just by having to do it so then I felt when I came to DePaul I think I was like 29 like I was you know more than ready um, to take over like this program that had you know been successful for years like since I was little they were they've always been good mm -hmm. so um, I was kind of ready for that and yeah it's been an amazing experience yeah and you know you talk about the playing days and how you know you kind of your team built that Illinois program up but the accolades that came with you from Illinois in your time you know you obviously succeeded a lot during your playing days can you talk a little bit more about that and the way you're able to succeed from you know match to match year by year it seemed like you continued to get better throughout your playing time yeah yeah I mean I think a lot of it was the people we were surrounded with like always pushing you you can do so much more than you ever like think possible um but my story was a little unique I um I was definitely like on a good path and then my junior year I like tore everything in my left wrist wow. which is my non-dominant hand so could have been worse but even I mean it's been like 12 or 13 years I still can't hit a two-handed backhand which was you know my you know one of your main shots like my entire tennis career so um, I had to learn how to play with a one-handed backhand and I felt like so many people counted me out like you can't play with one hand you've been you know playing with two hands your whole life um, but I had a coach that really like just was on court with me all day every day again the best way to learn just being thrown into it mm -hmm. like sink or swim and so I learned how to play like a completely different way a completely different game style which I think now helps me as a coach like I played one way most of my career which was a little bit more aggressive and offensive um, and then I had to learn how to be just as successful playing a more like defensive game um, so now I feel like I, I see the court both ways and so I can help each player but you know I wouldn't have been able to do it without I mean my teammates and, and my coaches just kind of the same things that we're talking about just the choices that you make every day how much you're sleeping how much water you're drinking what you're eating and 
you know, just showing what we talk about a lot on our team is showing that hunger. Like what are, if you want to be the best, you have to be willing to do what other people won't do. Um, so whether that's sacrificing part of your social life, going to bed early, you know, whatever it is, you have to be willing to do that if you actually, you know, want mm -hmm. what you say you want. Everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to win the conference. No one's going to say, I don't want to win it. But like, what are you willing to do? Um, so that's like kind of what I learned. Yeah, and for you, Maya, when you have your coach sitting right next to you and talking about her rich tennis history and just all this experience she has as a coach, as a player, what do you admire and appreciate most about that and her abilities to lead this team? Yeah, Marisa has definitely lots of abilities. Uh, I just want to be humorous sometimes. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a few things that I like noticed from the beginning. The first one that I think Marisa does the best is like, knowing and having this balance between like being the coach and the friend like sometimes i forget that maurice is my coach and we just like <laughs> talk about life and it's like i know so fun it's like action like maurice is my friend and sometimes when it's like when i do something wrong or when i need to be pushed and when i need to have a coach or like i need some guidance like maurice just knows how to act what to say like perfectly on the court and uh we did this like test in the beginning of the semester where we um, like basically got to know our um, ourselves better, our characteristics, because everyone is different and everyone needs like a different approach on the course. Some people like it like more seriously, like straightforward. Okay, you need to do like this, this and that. Some people like it more calm, like please don't be aggressive. Don't tell me that I did the wrong, you know. So um, and like we did this test and I think it it was helpful for all of us, but for Maurice especially um, to know how to like approach each of us. You know, so I think this balance and also like the things that we talk about, again, are like team car team culture, team goals, values, like the things that we talk about, like, you know, you need to be like energy giver, not a uh, vampire. Um, you know, we talk about controllable things and the things like we can do, like we're not bragging about the things like out of our control. Like we talk about these things that help us obviously on the court, but these are like the things that, I mean, will help you in your life, like beyond DePaul, beyond your career. And I mean, these are just like literally valuable lessons for life. So this is what I'm like grateful the most because I was thinking about it not long ago. Yeah. And Coach Arcee, you know, she talks about the philosophies you've entered as well and what she appreciates. But, you know, something that may not always be talked about is success that your team has off the court just as much as they do on the court. You know, your students are nationally recognized for their work in the classroom. Your whole program is really nationally recognized, as I said. What are your philosophies, you know, for the student athletes? A lot of people tend to forget that, you know, the student typically comes before the athlete, but, you know, you still emphasize that with your girls. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it comes back to, you know, the same things, the decisions you make every day. So I think if you find a disciplined, like, person, they're going to be disciplined in school. They're going to be disciplined on the tennis court. Um, so for me, it's more like the people that we have. I barely have to push them you know, academically, they're doing it themselves. And then even now this year, we have three new people on the team. You know, I didn't know like how, I mean, these girls literally get like 3.95 GPA. So that was last spring quarter. I'm like, oh, I wonder what will be this fall quarter, you know, because that's like exceptional. And I mean, they like hit it again. They got a 3.94, I think. Um, so again, with three new people. So I think what's happened is it's become like the culture on this team. And it's like, 
you know, they're pushing each other and it's like, it's not cool to miss a class. It's not cool to just not do your homework. Like that's not okay on our team. Um, but that's coming more from the girls in the team than it is from me. Um, they've, they had this before I was at DePaul and it's just kind of, they've just followed a really good path. And I think then the philosophy I bring like fits in super well with that. You know, I want them to be excelling in the classroom. I think that actually helps them on the court. Um, and I've seen it years, year after year, the best tennis players, like, I mean, maybe not ranked number one in the country, but if you look, maybe they're playing line four, but they're like 18 and two on the year. They have a really good GPA. You know, those people that are super successful on the court, they're successful in school too. And I think it's just because of the decisions that they're making. Um, yeah. Yeah, Maya, for you to have a coach that cares so much about academics and for you as a player to care so much about academics and to also enhance your skills on the tennis court, how do you balance both? Yeah, like uh, Marisa has said, again, it's our like standard to keep up with academics. So there's not like for us, there's no other way than like not succeed in the classroom. So I think, again, it comes with the discipline and like the decisions that we make. And we also like help each other a lot. For example, if some of us like take the same classes or took similar classes, we always study together. We help each other. Um, again, we know what like works the best for us. We know like for example, if we're gonna go and play matches the whole weekend, we try to do you know big assignments beforehand to make sure like we don't have lots of studying to do when we're playing tournaments. Um, again, we're being very disciplined in terms of like we're putting all the deadlines for our assignments. We know what's going on, you know. So. And yeah, and we just kind of like figured out uh, what works the best. For example, I know like for um, Eleanor and our team, she said to me yesterday, like, oh, like I'm going to start on my big assignment now because, you know, I don't want to get behind like um, and do it when we're playing the tournament. Uh, I know, for example, for myself, when I write a paper, like I need just two days and like, um, I know, three hours and like, I'll write it. I'll be like in my zone, like it's better for me, you know. So, yeah, so we just help each other and we talk with each other what, like, works the best. And we, like, remind even each other, like, I'll ask her, like, so how's the project going, you know? <laughs> so it's, again, like, just keeping everyone, you know, set with school. And could you say having that relationship just with academics has made you closer and better as a team on the courts? Yeah, for sure. I mean, everything that we do together um, is, like, just helps us to be, like, more, like, better and um like unite us together and like we just hang out sometimes just like doing school so for sure it like helps us to be like also better um on the court as well so going to the tennis courts i'm going to serve you up a question here <laughs> we're interested to hear about the difference about playing indoors and outdoors because unfortunately chicago is cold and you can't play outdoors every game and you do have those tournaments in season where you do have to play in a dome like atmosphere does that affect your warm-up routine? Like, how do you prepare for a match like that? Yeah, so, um, like, our big is tournament. It's outside, so I'm very glad, like, this year um, we're going to go to Texas and we're going to play, like, three matches outside there. Um, we're going to Tampa as well, playing University of South Florida also outside. So it'll definitely help us to be, like, more prepared for the biggest tournament. And, I mean, yeah, it's very different, like, the way you play because obviously inside it's much faster so when you're like an offensive type of player it like really benefits you because like the ball goes faster if you're more um, a defensive type of person you like to get to the balls you like to spin the ball it's much better outside because the ball is slower um, so you definitely like depending on your style you need to keep in mind 
are you playing outside or inside? Um, so for example, like for me, I I like to be offensive on the shots, but obviously when I'm playing outside, I'm just like being more patient because um, again, like people are gonna get to those balls where inside it's usually a winner, let's say. Um, it also affects your serve. So I would say it's just like keeping that difference in mind. Um, you kind of like incorporate your game with that. Um, so yeah, and I mean, in terms of like warming up for matches, if it's like a bit colder outside, I think we just do like a little extended warm up and just like being more intentional on in how you move and how you warm up to be like ready and like not to make injuries outside. So yeah. So how long kind of is that process for you to get used to maybe playing indoors when you're so used to playing outdoors or getting used to outdoors when you're playing so many indoor tournaments? I mean, really, and like throughout my career, like you don't have much time to accommodate. Mm -hmm. You just kind of like, I mean, you just like know what you need to do. And again, it just comes down to discipline. Like when you literally come down and like you have one practice till like your match, I mean, you just like need to exceed your goals that you set for yourself, like what you need to do outside and just like try to do your best job. And obviously like also, um, like I keep it in my mind sometimes accepting like, okay, like if something um, that I want to do outside, um, like it's not gonna be the same as the inside. So I just like ready like some di diversity, uh, some um, like some bad things can happen, but it's okay. I just accept it and go with it. Do you have a preference on which you prefer? Yeah, I like inside more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been playing my whole one. entire life yeah. inside. I played just more inside, so I just I feel better inside. Mm -hmm. I feel like my game, my serve is better inside, but. And coach, before we get into the final two questions here for you guys, she talks a little bit about offense and defensive. And, you know, let's pick your brain a little bit as mm -hmm. the tennis coach. Can you explain that to our audience? You know, how do players determine whether they want to be aggressive offensively, you know, tentative defense? How, how does a player determine that when they're on the court? So I think a lot of it has to do with, like, your coaching growing up, kind of what skills okay. you were taught, what you know, she grew up in Russia, fast indoor court. So, like, naturally, she, I think she's going to feel more comfortable in that setting because that's what she learned on. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I think your personality comes into it. Like, I think I was able to switch to this defensive style because I'm super calm and patient, and, like, I can stay out there all day. That doesn't bother me. If anything, that actually probably is better for me. Um, so I think I was able to transition into that. But when you have someone who's more impatient not like in a bad way but just they're more like go 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 like they're not gonna probably want to play defensively and have 20 shot rallies and just that's not that's not good for their personality they need to be playing a quicker game style um and playing more offensively is more like more you take balls early you take a little bit more risk um you're probably gonna end up more hitting more winners you might have more errors too but as long as that ratio is on the positive side you know, it's very effective, as is, you know, defensively. I think it just depends on, again, your skills and your personality. Um, and what, you know, we recruit people who can kind of do a little bit of both. We don't want to have people who, like, can only play indoors or only play outdoors because the reality of our season is we got to be able to do both. Um, and also, like, creating that adversity where, like, even this morning we had – you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. We have girls playing a set right now, four of them. You know, two single sets going on. They haven't hit a ball in four days. They're not going to feel good. They're going to have no rhythm. But being able in that situation to 
hit the ball on the court and meet a certain standard, I mean, that's going to help us to play outside when we're out of rhythm. So even though they're playing indoors right now, it's cold. But just the fact that they have no rhythm, they're not feeling good, but you have to figure out a way to deal with that, you know, it's going to make them more successful playing outside after we've been playing indoors for months. Yeah, thanks to Chicago's cold weather for that. Yeah. But, um, you know, that is a big transition, obviously, when you travel to these southern states when it's a lot warmer. But let's talk about this upcoming season a little bit. You know, we're looking forward to it here for you guys to get started here in the spring. Just talk about what you guys are looking forward to and maybe some goals that you have set for your team this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we have a really exciting season. We're playing very good schools. Like we, and we talked about it, like we don't have easy matches. Um, so that'll be exciting. I mean, it's just like we're going to, I feel like we're going to learn a lot uh, by playing this year. And I mean, one of like the biggest goals is exceed our team goals, team values, team culture that we have, because this is going to be like the key point to winning the Big East. Because I know like when we're going to do like our job on our end, like, it will just come to us, you know? Um, and yeah, and I mean, it's just again, like getting uh, the Big East Championship and just staying like very close to each other. Cause again, um, like I remember even my last year, like I was successful just because like I love the people around me. Like I do it for the people, you know? And like the tennis part is actually like the second part for me. Um, so yeah, like I know like we're all gonna be together. We're gonna travel together. Like that's the best part to travel together. It's like so much fun, and yeah, that's gonna like the results will come with it. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree with everything Maya said. I think the people that we have, we have a really special group, and so just making sure that when times get tough, that we're leaning on each other, and that we're you know holding up you know those standards of just you know how we want to act every day, um, and that will help us get through tough times and. Like, like Maya said, learn from, you know, any losses and wins. What can we be doing better um, so that we're peaking come April? Um, and I'm looking forward to, I mean, the tennis, but more just traveling together and spending time with each other. And that's what it's all about. You know, I'm like 11 years removed from college tennis. I mean, there's some matches like I don't even remember if we won or lost. Mm -hmm. But I remember, you know, those inside jokes and just – those dinners and just games we were playing on the road and you know stuff like that you you really remember those and then of course uh, the big matches you remember but just the people that you formed relationships with and you know got to spend so much time with like that's you won't have that again the rest of your life so um we talk a lot about you know just being grateful for that and not you know taking it for granted and you know just really enjoying the, the process if we make the right decisions every day we're doing everything we can to win that championship. Um, and if we don't, at least we gave it everything that we got. We don't want to have any regrets. Yeah, and something you both talk about there, and I think that Jack and I have both realized throughout this episode, you guys have a huge family approach. And you can't, you know, you can't tell that on the court always if you're listening to it on radio or watching it on TV. Um, if you're watching you practice, like you're not, if you read a bio, you're not going to be able to tell how close a team really is. But this is you know, what we get in here for, to hear how your guys' team is. And specifically for your team, it seems like you have such a familial approach. I mean, that's obviously something you've emphasized. But for the fans out there that are interested in, you know, up or, you know, care about this family approach, what do you have to say to them as you, you know, upcome this season and, and start to begin the spring season of tennis? 
Yeah, I mean, I think if you come out to our matches, like you will feel like the energy between courts. You don't. We don't have six individual singles players playing. We have a team of not only just six. We'll have two people upstairs supporting. You have two or three coaches. We'll have our trainer. We'll have our administrators. And I think you'll be able to feel just that that connection within the group and just that like synergy that no one's alone on the court. Um, and yeah, I think you come out to access where we play, like you'll be able to feel it. And it's, I mean, it's an amazing environment. It's what I think college, you know, sports is all about. And um, yeah, just feeling that energy between the courts and amongst the team. Yeah, it's all, we're all about big energy. Uh, so come <laughs> out and yeah, we're gonna have fun all together. It sounds good. All the fans, alumni, I look forward to coming to one myself, having fun like you guys are talking about. Um, but that's going to do it for this show. Thank you, Maya and Coach, oh, again you. for joining us. Um, we look forward to this upcoming tennis season, hearing how it went. Hopefully, you know, maybe in the spring we can get a little bit of an update from either you two or Dwayne himself to hear how the season's going. But we look forward to attending some matches and cheering you guys on this upcoming season. All right, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. And that's going to do it for myself, Caleb Nixon, my co-host, Jack Thiel, and the DePaul women's tennis team, Coach Arce and Maya Perova joining us today. We'll be back next week at 4.30 to do our next episode of Demon Time. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.